Hello, good evening and welcome to another special, immediate, hot off the mic post-match edition of The Game Is About Glory, where we will do our damnedest to take a studied yet passionate view of the game which ended some 15 minutes ago at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against Chelsea with a 1-0 defeat for the mighty Spurs. I'm your host, THFC Steph, and before we meet tonight's team and bravely go forth into the breach once again, we'd like to remind you to please make sure you subscribe to The Game Is About Glory via your favourite pod platforms. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review. Tell your friends, tell everyone, even your annoying neighbours who blast techno at midnight about us, and thanks very much for all the positive feedback so far. Look at this as your weekly or bi-weekly dose of therapy. Right then... As is the way with these midweekers, let's just meet the team and crack on with the business at hand. Ricky, good evening. All right, Steph. Good evening, mate. Moby, welcome back, my friend. Hi, right, Steph. Good to see you, mate. And Auto Raman, great to see you. Great to see you. Good to be back. Thanks, chaps. Excellent. Okay, so you know, the, as is the way with these things, uh, you know, they're off the cuff. We, we we have our notes. We have uh, all sorts of things prepared, but something comes in at the last moment that just makes sense to start with. And we felt, given the nature of the match tonight, that it was a good a good place to start would be with Jose Mourinho's post-match quotes. So I'm just going to read these. We had a great chance by Vinicius. We can analyse the game from the first to the last minute. If you want to be pragmatic, one penalty, one goal, one nil. When a team is in a difficult game against Chelsea, you concede that penalty and are affected by it. By the end of the first half, I saw a team that was struggling, but it was totally the opposite in the second half. We miss a lot of important players, but the spirit in the second half is untouchable. We don't like it, the form, but the way we finish the game gives me positive feelings. It is not that that stops the defensive mistakes, but it gives us a difficult smile on the face and to stick together and go tomorrow. Hopefully next week Harry Kane will be back, but not any of the others. We play Sunday against West Brom and they need points as much as us for different reasons. One thing that leapt out about that quote that nearly made me laugh, it says, hopefully next week Harry Kane will be back, but not any of the others. Uh, Jose, you're going to need a team around Harry Kane, although that is uh, probably becoming increasingly debatable. So let's let's just start. Ricky, what feelings did Jose's post-match comments give you about tonight's 1-0 defeat to Chelsea? Well, in some ways, the pragmatic bit's true if you strip down the game into statistics and that kind of thing. But from what I saw... What can I say? My eyes have seen the glory of the shit of White Hart Lane, maybe. Perhaps that. First half, let's talk about the positives. Uh, second half, and then we've got... Um, he's obviously put a rocket up them, second half, because we have come out and started to actually look like we've got legs and we can run about and press the other team a bit. I think Glenn said in the commentary, if I can go on to talk about the game, that is a bit. Glenn said in the commentary that um, it looks like we're... Well, we were banking up to then play on the counter like we've done before, but I'm not even sure if that's voluntary. We're doing that voluntary now. I think our transition plan, our play, are so poor, which I've said last week, probably the week before, so it gets a bit boring hearing it, are just so poor that we just can't progress up the field. So we end up just being in that position in, as a, in a default mode, basically. And of course, without Kane, it's even less likely to be a kind of working tactic anyway. And we just look so, and I agree with what Jenna said at halftime on the BT Sport. Our body language wasn't good. I know everyone hates going on about body language and that kind of thing, but it definitely was. We were just kind of half a yard behind people. And he showed some examples that definitely 
wasn't a good sign, basically. And I just thought, first half, we, we almost looked like one of those kind of Robbie Williams UNICEF teams in the charity games, honestly. It was just like they were, it was like a training session for them. They were just passing it around and camping us back. It was like, it was just terrible stuff. And yeah, we did play better in the second half. We did play better in the second half, but I think we went after him with a press, but it doesn't even look like we train at that because I think, do you remember when Werner had a chance and Norier sort of half got in and kicked it over the bar? That came about from us pressing and then Jorginho didn't even play it between the lines. He just turned and that was the front four people out of the game and then passed it to Mason Mount, who was in 40 acres of space and could just like charge through and uh, pass it to Werner. And it was almost as though, although our four were pressing, the rest of the team was never much squeezed up behind them. So I it doesn't even look like we practice that tactic, to be honest. We're, not, we're, just, we're just doing that because Jose said, "Let's up the tempo, let's get after them," and that kind of thing. And we're just we're just not giving teams problems. We're never building up a head of steam. We're just. Oh, I, I, I have to interrupt. I mean, we are giving teams problem. We're giving ourselves the biggest problem. We're a massive problem to ourselves. And I mean, Ram, uh, you know, come in again, and, and you know, you can see where we're going with this show, with this pod tonight. Think about a little bit, maybe about what you've seen that Jose said, and then you know, give us your thoughts, just like Ricky did. Absolutely. Um, I mean. Before I go into what Jose said, I think I will start with a positive, and that is that uh, Timo Werner didn't score. So I'm hoping that that could be the curse of Dr. Tottenham lifted, at least. So that's a positive. In terms of what Jose said, you know, he starts off saying uh, in a kind of almost sarcastic manner, you know, we can analyse the game from the first last minute. Yes, Jose, we should analyse it. You should analyse the game from the first last minute. That's your job. And he kind of, he he did, he said exactly what I felt he was going to say. I do, you know, we did come out in the second half a lot better. Literally within the first 30 seconds, you could tell, OK, this is this is different to what we're seeing. But, you know, I just I have to say the first thing I'll say is that that game didn't feel like a derby. And this is Chelsea at home, you know, and for me to not be going into this game. And uh, as soon as we started playing, going, you know, I just there was there was no passion there. There was no there was no urgency. And I felt like we were scared of the ball. You know, this is a midfield of um, Hoiberg, Sissoko, central midfield of Hoiberg, Sissoko and, and Dombele. And they were non-existent. They were getting passed through. They were getting out muscled. They were getting out manoeuvred, you know, but then we did have we do have three or four minute spells where, you know, we look OK. And I, I do wonder if that's our players switching off from the tactics and <laughs> just playing their natural game you know where we start stringing a few passes together and we're like oh yeah we can do this but yeah I'm it is hard to get positives out of that I have to say I think Kane not being in the team uh, does mask a lot you know like he masks how how, how bad we are actually in, in that midfield you know when he drops back in and as far as Jose's comments you know I, I think it reminds me of um, Comical Ali you know when uh, when he was uh, when he was saying everything is fine uh, we have Jovial Jose who is, uh, you know, who is saying how positive and how wonderful everything is at the lane. That's my two pennies worth. Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's uh, interesting to me uh, that we talk about, uh, he's talking about, you know, looking sad and everything. I mean, he walks around consistently with a face like a bulldog looking piss off a nettle. So, I mean, it starts, I think it starts with that. But Moby, uh, again, welcome back. It's good to see you again. Good to hear you again. Try and find some cheer in all of that. Or, well, well, actually, say what you need to say. Because cheer is going to well, be... get it off my chest, yeah. Hold <laughs> on, I mean, cheer, yeah. look, we're trying to be optimistic, but we must we be are. honest. We must be honest. We must be honest. We are. No, indeed, indeed. I mean, it's it's a worrying time, isn't it? I, I mean, first of all, just going back to what Jose 
said you know I'm, I'm obviously just I don't know about you whenever I listen to, or whenever I read anything that Jose's uh, said I always hear it in my head in his accent so first of all it was really disappointing that, that you didn't have a stab at that Steph I really wanted to hear you doing a Jose voice so uh, that that would have cheered me up a little bit um, but I mean in terms of what he said I mean it was absolute classic trying to polish a turd wasn't it just trying to you know put a positive spin on it the whole thing about oh, I will be all right when Kane gets back I mean that just fills me with dread because it just shows how one plan we are at the moment you know without that Kane drops deep uh, and smacks it forward to Son we've got nothing and the fact that Jose is kind of rubbing his hands together thinking oh brilliant you know we'll, we'll get Kane back and that's my master plan again you know most opposition teams work that out what two months ago and are just sticking somebody on Kane now we've got nothing and we're just dropping deep it, it was noticeable really noticeable in the game I think on the chat we sort of picked up on it and then when I started looking forward you know we literally played a flat back six all game we never then had more than one person in midfield and then three or four up front. So just a huge chasm, you know, in between them. And it just made us so easy to play around. And I think, as I said as well, you know, at one point, Chelsea was swarming our box and it just looked like, you know, a load of sort of grown-up 18-year-olds playing five-a-side against a team of kids, you know, sort of five-year-olds that they've met and said, fancy a game, boys? Uh, and then just proceeded to spank their asses. So it was, it, it, it was brutal. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say, really, in terms of being positive about it. There was a, there was a quote at the end of the game that BT tried to do and you know I think my takeaway from that was they actually cocked it up they stopped a little short they tried the Danny Blanchflower quote the one about the game is about glory about doing things in style with a flourish and then they sort of stopped and fell over but the key ironic part they missed was it's about going out and beating the other lot not waiting for them to die of boredom and oh my god I mean I'm glad I've not been on for the last couple of couple of pods to be honest guys you've done a great job because I was dying of boredom watching that so well done to the lot of you for you know for keeping it upbeat it has been absolute tedium so yeah, yeah. I mean I, I agree with that and I mean I think if I can add uh, to another club phrase which seems to become immensely distorted for me to dare is to do has become uh, in, in recent months actually uh, weeks whatever you want to call it I've lost all track of time under this uh, mope I think it's to dire is what we do and I don't mean Eric Dyer I mean we're dire right now I mean there's no two ways about it you know there's a lot of argument both on our own Glory Glory forum and I think within the fan group about um, in general about whether this is the players letting the manager down or the manager letting the players down um, uh, obviously most things require a little bit of shared responsibility, but I think ultimately the full responsibility for this sits with the manager. You know, you have to lead. And I've got to tell you, I would have hoped to have seen a little bit of passion and excitement before the game. And I know, and I appreciate television didn't show us everything, and maybe he's full of great phrases and, and, and camaraderie in the dressing room. But I just, I look at that, I look at the face on him. Goodness gracious. That, it just... It, it's just not welcoming in any way. I mean, have we, we've had bosses like that once in a while, haven't we? Where you just look, you're like, well, I don't really want to work with that person. It's like, I feel that a lot of the players are increasingly in that trench. It's, it's, it's a massive issue because I, I, looking at shapes and first half and second half are fine. Okay, you, we switch the second half and we push a little hard, harder and whatever, run about a bit more. But ultimately, I think something is broken spiritually between him and... And, and the team and uh, I, I'm interested if anyone agrees with that if we agree that that's a, that the central problem or can he rescue anything from this season based on the second half performance here and the first half performance at Brighton if we're being really super generous and that would be generosity of the of the highest order 
I think they're dead on their feet, aren't they? He's absolutely sucked the life out of them. He's like some aging Portuguese fucking Nosferatu. There's nothing left. (laughs) (laughs) And Mike has just dropped. I I mean, are we going to are we going to do any better than that? Where do we go from there? Well, I suppose, uh, yeah. I mean, the, if 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 anyone wants to to take that one on, be my guest. I can't, I'm not going to try even try. That's kind of captured it. Uh, to, to I don't think it. I can take that on. But, but you know, just to kind of carry on with the theme, I feel like there, there needs to be some sort of you know, Jose. If if he is going to turn this around, he's actually got a really have a look at his ethos and how he how he um works with players and how he works with um the team you I know thought, we, we hear we hear stories about Graham, you know uh, I, I thought he had 11 months off doing that that's what he told levy <laughs> that's you know I mean? true yeah fair, fair shout very fair shout you're absolutely right <laughs> carry on mate carry on <laughs> well you know i mean I, I i guess one thing i want to ask it was something i was musing upon in the second half and i don't know whether there is a correlation or not but we 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 have a very distinct lack of english players in the first 11 now is there a correlation there with with you know how we're performing at all or is that just a coincidence but i've noticed over the last few games where we've had less english players we, we seem to have struggled a bit more and you know i don't know if they're, they're that old adage or whether it's a tired adage of you know you need to have a core english spine in your in, in the premier league you know i don't know can you I got no brexit on us here ram he's gone for he's gone full harry bassett here they don't like it up <laughs> Oh, Harry Bassett, crikey, yeah. Uh, that reminds me, we should probably address something that Harry Redknapp said earlier in the week later. But anyway, just to jump back to what you said, uh, I've got to be honest, mate, I, I, I think I think Jose would probably pay you good to use that excuse somewhere down the line. I, I think it's uh, in modern football and in modern life, I think that's completely... Uh, that's, that's completely inexcusable as an excuse, in my opinion. Um, and again, I appreciate your generosity of spirit, but no, not at all. There's more than enough fight in this squad, wherever they come from, whoever they are, whatever their bloodline. And I mean, I know you didn't mean it like that. And I know what you were saying mm. was, you know, there's this thing about the British spirit and, uh, you know, the, 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 the put your fist up and everything. I mean, I will say this. If that is what we have been reduced to, if that's what we've been reduced to needing, then nobody can be in question that this club has regressed monstrously in the last six and a half years. Oh, sorry, the last year and a half, I should say. I mean, the last year and a half since uh, the uh, managerial change. Um, so, no, I, I'm, I'm calling foul on that, but it's a good point to bring up because we can already bat Jose's excuses down. Yeah, I think um, I mean, we can look at the positives or we can, look, we can microanalyze the tactics and those kind of things, but I think it's just, it's almost like a fruitless task. I think, like Ramsan, I think there's a bigger picture there. I just think Jose, he's just not up with the modern times anymore. He just doesn't do that. He doesn't do the system manager kind of thing. He doesn't declare. I'll tell you, you watch like, when you watch Brighton against us and against Palace, um, Grandpa puts Jose to shame, mate, honestly. You look at that side and individually, we're going to obviously have better players than them. He collectively gets them organised. They all know what they're doing. And they all, and the thing that I, I quite like about it and what you would do as a fan, and that's why you can never hate the team, is they look like they're well up for it the Brighton players all look like they're up for it they all buy into it and we're so far away from that we're so so far away from that and I just can't see how he turns that around because I'm not even sure if he's a managed type of manager that can turn it to that kind of way I just don't think that's his game basically I don't think that's his game is he the type of human being 
who can do it. I mean, you know, uh, as Milo said, um, who incidentally everyone should know is taking notes tonight and is fatigued because he was uh, on a Paw Patrol marathon uh, earlier this evening. So <laughs> it takes a lot of energy, that stuff. Uh, more energy, I believe, than watching Spurs these days. Oh, sorry, more energy in Paw Patrol than Spurs have these days. That's it. But, you know, he raised the point, uh, you know, has has Jose ever turned it around when he's been in this kind of filthy rut? I mean, he's these filthy ruts only go one way with him, you know, and I just... I have to question whether he's the sort of human being who can who can get out of these situations. It seems that he's a very prideful man, and I, I, and is it a case of pride before the fall here? And are we are the latest victims of this? It does seem like he's it lost it, like- doesn't he? He's losing it, and you just think, is he playing for the payoff now? He might try and turn it round, but I don't get the feeling the players are reacting at all. Uh, tactically, yeah, like as uh, Jay said, you know, we're, we're so outdated. I mean, I thought he was quite progressive today, going with a with a uh, modern-looking WM formation, you know, just to try to try and confuse the opposition. But I just thought, how much, you know, how much are we paying for him? There's just no plan, and the players aren't responding now. They were they were walking around like dead ducks. In fairness, though, you know, I don't want to be all negative that the corpse definitely twitched. Twitch a couple of times in the second half so I mean maybe we should have a little think about you know what did he say at half time did he get a rise out of them is yeah. that something we could build on you know going into our next defeat against West Brom yeah Moby oh, I, I, I saw that cross in the 87th minute as well it was good weren't it it was that brilliant one? wasn't it it was worth yeah, waiting for it's it worth staying up for well, I think that you know on that point I mean Lamella came in and you know I think Lamella has a little bit of a taste for Chelsea anyway I think it's a special game for him uh, probably goes back to the Battle of the Bridge incidentally a time when I think that we really showed the world that we uh, did have uh, a strong and, uh, and and tough mentality, uh, regardless of what Jose said uh, in the uh, in the Amazon documentary. It was proven long before. Uh, I, I thought that he, I thought Lamella did did well when he came on. You know, the whole team uh, seemed to respond to him. You know, running about a bit more, but it was really just running about a bit more, wasn't it? I mean, there's just, I mean, you know, and I feel sorry for Vinicius. For Vinicius. I mean, he did get that wonderful chance, uh, only to get nutted in the back by Lucas actually as he was going up for the header. I mean, I'd certainly have a hard time keeping my header on target if Lucas was at my backside. So, and again, that's no slur on Lucas. It's just two players throwing themselves at a ball. There's really, you know, that's been slung in. It's like park football, isn't it? Right? I mean... You see um, you see that, like, uh, you know, Lamella came in and he was direct. And it and it and it's you know and it paid dividends and that's the thing we have the players to go direct we're just not doing it and with with uh, Vinicius I mean with the best in the world you know I, he I don't know if he's just he did his best you know and he and he tried he tried he tried hard and he did uh, run around but I'm just not sure he's up to it you know I'm just I'm just not sure he's good enough but I don't want to write him off after you know a couple of games that he started but or even this game that he started but um but yeah just. The moment we go direct, we were the end. I actually wrote down in the 87th minute. You're right, Ricky. <laughs> there was a, uh, a cross, and there was a, a passage of play where we were. We looked. We went direct, and we looked good, and we looked like we were pressing. And for that brief moment in the whole match, I actually had a bit of hope and was like, we we could get the equaliser here. When you say going a- direct, Ram, do you mean sort of as in just putting some proper? full-on attacking as opposed to just doing what Deli Ali was complaining about smashing it long and fucking defending yeah. <laughs> do you mean but actually yeah, just yeah, getting in their really face yeah yeah why do we think they uh, Jose sort of warmed Gareth Bale up according to the commentators on about 
15 minutes to go. And I thought, okay, well, that's worth a gamble, isn't it? You know, throwing in four-time European Champions League winner. Um, it's got to be worth a go as we're not showing any attacking impetus. Uh, and then he never actually came on. I, I don't know what it was that made him think, actually, th- this is great stuff. We don't need Gareth Bale. <laughs> Sit back down, Gareth. Job done here. I mean, what, what, what did I miss? Nothing. I've no, I've no answer to it. I think it's, uh, I think Crazy. actually it's symptomatic of what's been a particularly horrible piece of mismanagement all round by Jose. I'm not convinced he ever fully wanted uh, Bale. I think Bale was definitely uh, another dream of Daniel's. Having said that, you know, he's certainly not going to weaken any squad, is he? He brought a lot of profile to the club when he was signed and he's a genuine asset. I think that what Redknapp said earlier in the week about him is completely accurate. I think he's always needed an arm around the shoulder. He's always needed someone to make him special, as was evidenced by his finest season with us which was actually, um, ironically, not under Redknapp. For me, it was under AVB when everything went through him. Uh, and he was absolutely brilliant. He was brilliant, unplayable. He was the best player in the world that year, I think. And that's why he got his move. Jose is once again, uh, with what you showed, or what you talked about, sorry there, Jose has once again showed me personally that he has no idea how to manage individuals. And you also, Moby, mentioned Deli Alley and brings me on to my second sort of junked part of what we're talking about here, which is mismanagement of special talent. Do we think that uh, he's going to actually make good on this? Do we think he's actually going to knuckle down to it and, and, and get Delhi to function for us? Once again, not saying it's 100% his fault. I, I, I understand that there are complaints to be had against Delhi's behaviour and attitude. I understand that. But that being said, he's a, t- he's a talent and I think we could all talk about where he fits in this side and might be, might be the difference between us like just sputtering along and actually, you know, leaping to life. Do we think he's able to do it? I think basically Jose will just cut his cloth whichever way suits him, really. So whether Delhi's a useful tool in that kind of way, he'll bring him in, even if it's to then show that Delhi was... Basically, he's just turning... He'll turn one way or another the more the walls close in on Jose because he thinks, I've tried this or I've lost this player, I've got that, or that's not working, I'm starting to get criticism from all angles. Just, I mean, I know he, he loves a kind of defence mechanism and that kind of thing, and he always likes to push any kind of blame in another direction away from himself. So from our point of view, we're thinking Delhi's a, a good player and he can become useful to us again. And it just depends what state the whole team and the whole situation's in by then, really. You know what I mean? It can, it's, it's hard one to call Steph, I think. Yeah. Different, isn't it? I mean, he, as I mentioned earlier, he's sucking the life out of everybody, which gives mm. me no confidence that if Bale comes on, if Ali comes on, he doesn't get the life sucked out of him. Whereas Steph made a great point. The Harry Redknapp interview on Sky Sports earlier, I actually, um, I actually tweeted it out on the uh, forum at Glory Glory Twitter account earlier on this week, if anyone wants to have a quick look at the snip. And uh, yeah, it was a classic Redknapp management arm around them. You know, and also the thing with Bale, I mean, Bale always, he always used to need five games minimum to get playing again. And all we've given him is 15 minutes every three weeks and then gone, oh, he's had it. He's not had it. We've just not seen it. We, we've not done what he needs to get going again. So, yeah, Great bang point. on, Steph. Mismanagement there. I don't, I'll, And I don't honestly think that Jose does individual management that much. I think he probably takes everyone as a bit more of a blanket kind of thing. And then how he, he doesn't... Unlike Poch, I don't want to go back to Poch, but Poch, I can imagine having relationships with each player and being a lot more under the surface of each player as well. And I think yeah, Jose's yeah. more kind of like, we are the group and I am the leader of the group and let, let me throw another angle on this to what you're saying let me throw another angle to what you're saying which i think is it's, it's a great point but do you think it's also an adjunct i like that word tonight adjunct i've tried to use it twice i think this is the first time it works uh <laughs> do you think it's as an adjunct to that point the fact that he is i think widely known not to coach attacking foot the, the attacking passages of play 
Like he's widely recognised as someone who, quote unquote, allows his attacking talent to express itself, whatever. And that's again being very generous. Do you think that that is part of the reason that he just does not know how to deal with the the Delis and, and and the Gareth Bales? Because when it comes, to, well, when it used to come to defenders, certainly not ours anymore. But he does have a better track record of, of rehabbing defenders, if you will, uh, psychologically than he does dealing with attacking players. So, do you think there's any correlation there as to why these two players are suffering? Mercurial talents, attacking players, he doesn't know how to deal. I think I think that's it, Steph. I think players like Bell and and Delhi, they're you know, they're enigmas, they're mercurial and, and you kinda of, you have to give them a bit of leeway because they do have such exceptional talent. And I think that Jose stifles that leeway, you know, and he and he doesn't allow them to be expressive. And 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 in fact he I I feel like they almost are punished if they if they're too expressive on the pitch, you know. And I think and I think that's the thing. You can you can train players, you can train them to, to pick up certain positions, but certain players you just gotta let them run free. And you know, and Delhi Delhi, we we've seen what he can do. We have seen what he can do. And when he's when he's on form, he is an exceptional football player. I think I've said that on a previous pod. You know, he's absolutely exceptional. He does need, you know, potentially a bit of an attitude adjustment to, to push on to that next level. But that that's where a good manager will put their arm around well, him and I, say... I, I, you know, exactly. I mean, I think about... And I, again, I, I don't want to hark back to the Pochettino era because I think it's very clear how I feel about him, how we all feel about him. But let's look at the third goal in Ajax. I mean, this was a goal scored without Harry Kane on the pitch. This was a goal scored with Deli Ali playing up the pitch, behind, you know, in that in that ten spot behind. Yeah, he's and the manager's gone desperate. He's thrown on, you know, Lorente. So he's got Lorente, Lucas, you know, Deli. He's got them all there. The goal has come from a long punt, which should suit Jose just fine, and it's come from. You know, a flick, and and Delhi's wonderful. Delhi's had some a wonderful touch in there, and 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 like he's had a wonderful touch a couple of times that night, which has produced the result. Probably a more direct goal. Uh, I, I can't think of any more direct goals we scored under Pochettino, but it still managed to integrate amazing skill. So you'd think that Jose can see what Deli Ali could do in those positions, even if we play what we've termed as mooball, right? I mean, is it not obvious? Yeah, but. Uh, yeah. Perhaps, like we said, it sounds like we repeat ourselves, but perhaps a kind of character clash just trumps anything, any of that yeah. thinking stuff, basically. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. The difference got... there as well. We, we had options. You know, you talk about that, that goal in Amsterdam. There were players up there. Yeah, it was a, you know, a fairly agricultural ball up the middle, flicked on. But then, you know, we flooded the box. We were attacking. We're not doing that now. It's one person on their own. I'm just really disappointed, though, that none of you have mentioned that that goal wasn't simply a long punt up the field. Musa Sissoko, that was an inch-perfect pass. Hoddlesk. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, you're going to set Steph off for the night now? (laughs) No, no, no. What you're going to get from me is a full and unadulterated apology because I think Ram is right, and I have absolutely uh, shat on the legacy of Musa Sissoko as one of the great passers of our time there, and... I mean, in fairness, it was a great ball, but but I I suppose I brought that goal into things maybe to offer us a bit of cheer. Um, I don't know. Uh, Somewhere in there, it makes sense to me to bring that up. And I think that for me, Jose needs to get Delhi in that 10. He needs to drop and Dombele playing deeper next to Hoiberg so as he can find those passes. We just, you know, he needs to try something new. But as you said, Ricky, it may not happen personality wise. It may not be the case. Um, So I guess, you know, look, let's round off this section uh, uh, tonight. I think it's hard not to look into the future after another defeat and another miserable defeat at that. 
Let me ask you boys this. Does Jose focus on the Europa League as it is the big bang that will get us into the Champions League again and a trophy? It's what he did with Manchester United. And would that be enough for you? Would that be enough for him to remain as the manager of our club? Who wants to take that one? I yeah, I think I alluded to this the other week. I don't know if actually I want it or not, but I think I said, you know, when when we lost the uh, the Brighton game, that it looks now Mourinho is going to adjust the goals very similar to what he did at United. Can he win a cup and then cause it a success? And then on top of that, sack the league off now because we're just hemorrhaging points. Focus on preparing for the uh, Europa League games and try and sneak in through the back door there. To answer the second part of your question, would I be happy with it? Yes, I'd be happy if we won two bloody trophies and ended up in the Champions League. I'd be ecstatic. But I think it would be almost be like one of those things where, you know, if you have toothache for like nine months and it just gets worse and worse and it's just fucking incredible pain and you want it to go. And eventually when it goes, you're like, oh, this is brilliant. I'm so happy the pain's gone. So you kind of want to get rid of it and you're happy it's happened. But do you really want to go through the pain in the first place? So that's the nearest analogy I can give. Um, It's hard to say, I think. Do we do we bin the league off already? Um, because the, I mean, the one problem with the Europa League is you basically wait into the last game of the season to find out whether you've made it or not. I mean, it's a bit of a pain. It's a bit of a pain. The League Cup finals we moved to at the end of April because we could have found out by the end of February probably, or in two three weeks' time, whether we'd have won that or not. So I'm just thinking about that if we did want to get rid of Mourinho, I'm I'm just a bit paranoid about the knock on if we don't get. Champions League this year when it comes to all the players all our loan players that will go back and whether Son and Kane will be asking questions in other words it could be a big knock-on effect for next season I mean I'd, 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 I don't know I'll be I'll be happy if we won the Europa League obviously but and it probably means Jose stays so yeah I don't know I think I would a cup win is a cup win to win to win the League Cup uh, and or the European uh, European Cup, <laughs> the Europa League, uh, I'd be ecstatic because, you know, it's been a long time coming. On a positive, I think, you know, I don't want to let go of the league because I know where we're just into February now, but we still do have, is it 17 league games to play? Now, it depends on what way we want to look at that. <laughs> but but honestly, I, I I feel like we shouldn't discount, but we're still in all four competitions. I think the, com- the commentator said that at the beginning, despite everything that's going on at the moment, all the competitions we're in, we're still competing for something. Um, so, you know, to dare is to do. I like that. I would say that we're in serious competition for three. I mean, the league is not happening, but I would have to say... Uh, my, my opinion is that, you know, he absolutely has to continue to go for top four. It's the absolute minimum requirement. And remember, if he fails to get top four this year, that's two seasons in a row that he's failed to get top four in what I would consider to be two of the most wide open, uh, weakest premierships that we've ever seen. You know, if the uh, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. You know, I don't care. Milo, edit me out if you want. I don't care. Listeners, get angry. But the Pochettino side of 2017 walks the title this season by probably a good 15 points. And Poch gets hailed as the new Guardiola. Uh, so, you know, there's there's no measure. He should be getting top four. Uh, and Europa, the Europa League, you know, yes, it would be a nice trophy. League Cup means nothing to me. I'll be completely honest. It means nothing. Um, a, a, a trophy that George Graham won for us. I, I'm, I'm, we haven't come this far to go back to celebrating things like that. Not for me, I'm sorry. So, and I will refrain on my opinion as to what I think of where he should be. I'm going to hold on to that for a little longer. Uh, so, okay, anyone want any closing comments? Uh, I don't want to hog the last word on this before we uh, get into a quick look at uh, what's coming up at the weekend. Anyone? Should we just move on? No. 
Let's move on. Pretend it never happened and just move on. (laughs) Let's move on to the joy of West Bromwich Albion away. Wikipedia says that West Brom's manager Sam Allardyce is referred to as Big Sam. No, he isn't. He's referred to as Fat Sam. Uh, I just want to put that on record. Uh, West Brom have 12 points from 22 matches, but they do enjoy a game against us, don't they? Especially at the Hawthorns. So, uh, well, I'll I'll let everyone in on a secret. Here are the questions that I had for the for the boys who should will play how will we approach the game i mean i suppose <laughs> it's a self-fulfilling questions at this point but take them on who wants to go with either of those okay yeah i'll start i think in terms of who should and will play i think let's start with the same same team although i i probably i potentially look at bringing road on in for dyer uh, at the back but let's go let's try and get consistent let's try and like play ourselves into into form with a bit of consistency with the team there is, you know, there there is a case for maybe um, Bale coming in to start, but he hasn't started any other game yet, so I'm I'm not sure that'll be a thing. But let's stick with the same team. Let's go for it, you know, and see and see if we can actually just play up, play our way into a bit of form. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Ram there. I think uh, I would bring Rodon in for Dyer. It just depends how much. Um, just depends how much Jose's in love with Dyer because he just seemed to be a bit of his favourite son. So, but yeah, I, th- I think Toby and Rodon could make a good partnership. I don't know. It's wider issues at play, really. Sound really upbeat, don't I? I mean, it's a realistic take on it. <clears throat> I mean, it really is. Um, Moby, anything? For yeah, me? I was going to say, I, I thought I was feeling flat until I heard, until I heard Ricky go there. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I think, well, why not toss Rodin in? Why not toss bloody Danny Rose in? I don't think it matters at the moment. I, say, I think Nosferatu's done his work on them. And uh, whoever goes in, we're inevitably going to lose to a Chris Brunt goal, even though Chris Brunt doesn't even play for West Brom anymore. I still think it's going to happen. Every bloody game we play, them it's a guy the Chris Brunt or Dawson goal um, and the fact that neither of them are there anymore I don't really care I may be scarred from 30 years of football manager playing but but every time I played West Brom there as well fucking Chris Brunt scores so you heard it here first guys Chris Brunt back on loan this week for West Brom scores the winner against Spurs oh, I've got to bring yeah, go, on. go on sorry Ricky go on I was yeah, just going to yeah. say and hopefully we're, um, we'll be kind of up and at them from the off from the first whistle because um, both Jose said tonight that he was disappointed with the first half but then excited by the second half but it just makes me think you know that maybe just Whoa, wind back Jose 45 minutes excited <laughs> yeah just just wind back 45 minutes and get them to do it from like the first minute maybe you've just wound back 45 <laughs> seconds you were hanging yourself a minute ago <laughs> He's now hanging himself with uh, on the hope that Jose's excitement yeah. at our rip-roaring second-half energy against uh, Chelsea in the 1-0 defeat tonight is going to carry over and propel us forward against the baggies. But I've got to share this story with you about a trip to West Brom, if you don't mind, because it's just... Uh, you know the way that sometimes when things are really, really shit, you just have these glorious moments that make everything worthwhile? And you're never quite sure if it's because the moment is so shit that you've clung on to the one thing you enjoyed or not. Well, there was a trip to West Brom uh, one Christmas. I, uh, some of you might have, uh, a few of you might have been there. Uh, it was right after, it was the season we signed Raziak. Uh, I think so, it must have been, what, 2004, 2005, something in there. And it was bitterly cold. It was so cold. It was like minus two, minus three. And it was absolutely one of the most abysmal, abysmal games that I have ever seen live. It was a, just an awful night out. But the thing that I remember more than anything was... There was a broadcast booth. There's a broadcast booth at the Hawthorns, yeah, in the away end. It's above the top right of the away end. Uh, uh, and every time the light went on, because Alan Smith, the ex-gooner, was there, 
the entire away end just turned in unison, myself included, and just started screaming, big nose, you've got a fucking big nose. Just chorus it, big nose, you've got a fucking big nose. Chorused it. The lights went off and everyone went back to being miserable and bitter and frozen. And it was like a switch going on and off the whole night. So whenever I think of West Brom away, and I've been there a bunch of times, that is the game that sticks out. Uh, so anyone else got any memories? What a, what a lovely Brom? memory. <laughs> and a big, yeah, shout that... out, a big shout out to Alan Smith there if you're listening. Hope all's yes. well with you, Alan, and the family. That's right. And Alan, I wish to unreservedly apologise for telling everyone, uh, along with uh, 1,999 other people, that you have a fucking big nose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know if anyone's got any other West Brom stories, but uh, it is a tricky ground it's, for us. And It's the highest ground in the country. I know that much. I know Milo's probably desperate to get him. Is he really? But, yeah, it is. That's <laughs> when you said it was really cold, I thought that's why it is the highest ground in the country. There you oh, go. It looked, oh, like, wow. it looked like it'd be there cold. Go, a bit, bit of Midlands well. knowledge. Sure. That is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that's not far from you. Are you going to make your way there? Oh, you can't. We're in COVID. <laughs> well, no, because we're in <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you not going to wow. make your way? You're not going to make your way there and just stand outside miserably yeah. with a mask on, socially distancing. What Steph, kind of I live in Leicester. We've been in lockdown since March last year. I've not made it to the co-op. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! This will tell you, everyone, just what this game has done to me. What the the previous game did to me. Where I'm at. I'm all over the place. I'm more excited about memories of singing abusive songs at Big Nose ex-Arsenal uh, pundits than I am at the prospect of this game but you know we, we must we must go on right we must uh, it is our as we said our Lou Reed moment although tonight I felt that if we're going to have a musical analogy we felt to me like a bagpipe that never got beyond the first drone that's what it felt like to me it was just one long <laughs> sort of like uh, Peter Sellers at the beginning of the party if any of you ever saw that but uh, anyway, OK, well, it's getting a little messy. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to spare us all. Thank you so much for hanging in. I think it's been a, you know, what an effort again. You know, uh, we try and find light in the darkness, don't we? <laughs> so, you know, thanks, Ricky. Cheers, uh, mate. Thanks, Cheers, Ram. Thank thanks, you. Moby. And, yeah, you know, boys. I've got to also it's great group therapy. It really is. And a special shout out to our editor extraordinaire, Milo, who, as I mentioned earlier, did tear himself away from another exciting Paw Patrol marathon to sit in and make notes. But, uh, mate, I've got a suggestion for you on that. You must check out the forgotten yet brilliant Bunnytown next. Uh, look that up. Bunnytown. Poor no. Just... <laughs> no, 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 it isn't. It's everything you think it is. It is. Uh, it makes it makes Paw Patrol look really, really average. And I think that yeah, the kids, the kids would love Bunnytown. Because, so please take that as a tip. Anyway, uh, we'll be back in a few days for another The Game is About Glory session. And please remember to subscribe to The Game is About Glory and help spread the word by leaving a review and telling your mates about us. Also, while you're at it, let us know what you think of the podcast on Twitter at Glory Glory Forum. Don't be a tweet. Get on it. That was this pod's corny uh, pun. And here's my Instagram account reading. We have a wonderful Instagram account, uh, which you all need to be checking out at the underscore game underscore is underscore about underscore glory you know look help us grow this thing together because group therapy is a wonderful thing and i'm going to end with a quote that i uh, have for many years misapplied to that great humorist peter cook uh, one of our uh, one of our most famous supporters but which uh, after much deliberation milo helped us figure out that uh, it's actually from the film clockwise and from another comedy genius john cleese and uh, i am going to have to scroll up and find it 
It's not the despair, Laura. I can take the despair. It's the hope I can't stand. That was John Cleese in Clockwise, but I will give Peter Cook the final word. He did say, I have learned from my mistakes and I'm sure I can repeat them exactly. That was a Peter Cook quote. Let's hope Jose Mourinho is not taking that to heart. Let's hope he has learned and we will see you again uh, after the next Tottenham Hotspur performance. Thank you very much. Good night. Good night Cheers, boys. guys. Good night. I'm off to Bunny Cheers. Town. <laughs>